This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Hi everybody, this is Bridget Nielsen. This is Jesse Ventura. Hi, this is Luther Rickno. Hi, this is Dee Wallace, and you're listening to Cinema Geekly. You're listening to Cinema Geekly. You're listening to Cinema Geekly. <laughs> you're listening to Cinema Geekly. Keep listening, baby. Coming to you in hypersonic ultra-maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 203. It is Anthony Lewis and Glenn Beauvais. We are back to talk more movie news and reviews. Uh, there's not a ton of movie news to go around. Theaters are kind of slowly opening back up. I don't know how it is with... Uh, well, you're in Texas, Glenn, so you don't have anything uh, like mask mandates or uh, crowd capacities anymore, correct? Um... Like, is everything fully Yeah, I mean, open? I guess... Yeah, I mean... Basically. Yeah. I mean, are there... Yeah, are there, are there businesses... Or businesses are still maybe deciding, right? Yeah, and, like, clinics... Uh, you know, you're... Basically, whatever the CDC said that yeah. vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask to... Yeah. Uh, the state of Texas just declared that uh, that qualifies for everybody. Everybody, so. yeah. Um, well... Uh, things are looking up here in Michigan. We were hit with those variants, which Texas did not get in great number. And then you had a you have a governor who you know broke her own rules. Yep, we do have that. Um, and so she'll probably get kidnapped again. Ugh. Well, I mean, I hope not. It shouldn't be over that, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. It should be looked into, but. Other than I mean, that. if she doesn't survive this and the crap that <laughs> Andrew Cuomo has done, yeah. does, I mean, this is BS. Okay. And yeah. I know no one <laughs> wants to listen to our political stuff. No, anyways. but uh, <laughs> what I what I know here is that uh, at the beginning of June, uh, June 1st, uh, we are opening up full capacity for outdoor events. And I believe it's July 1st will be full capacity for indoor events. So and and we've already started doing the if you're fully vaccinated you don't need to wear masks indoors thing and that's on a per business basis. So things are uh slowly opening back up and that will probably 
also end up being the case for a majority of movie theaters, I would imagine, especially when. Yeah, I mean, we went. I mean, we're going to talk about one of the movies I saw. I saw it in theaters, and Mm. they're still doing the like uh, two seats away at least from uh, your neighbor, and you're still having to wear a mask if you're not eating food. Mm -hmm. So um, it doesn't seem like much has really changed in that regard. Yeah. Um, so not not a ton to talk about movie news wise, really. Uh, there was a trailer for the Eternals, which looks pretty, but mm-hmm. doesn't tell you much. Uh, pretty much, actually, it's pretty similar to most of the Marvel stuff they've been releasing thus far. They've not really been giving a lot away. Most of it has been uh, hidden uh, or obscured by just quick action shots and things like that. Although uh, Eternals looks pretty cool. I think it looks very nice. I just have no idea what it's about. And I'm curious to see how they handle such a large ensemble cast in what is essentially an origin story. Uh, That'll be an interesting challenge. Uh, There's also a trailer for Chris Pratt's, uh, what is that, The Tomorrow War, I think, on Amazon. I have not watched the trailer for it yet, but... I don't know if you've heard of the premise. Uh, I watched the trailer. Oh, so tell me about it. I have not watched it yet. Oh, I mean, I wasn't really impressed. Uh, no. I, I honestly <laughs> couldn't really tell you because it's like a minute long. I mean, it's not like yeah, he's like on a helicopter. I don't know. Oh no, no they've released happens. a they released a new trailer for it <laughs> yesterday. Oh, okay, I think. well, I, I may have watched it and I I just disinterested. Yeah. I didn't really care. They released like a two minute trailer. Basically, there's a war in the future and they're losing. So somebody goes back in time to recruit soldiers or people from the past to go fight in the future war. Oh, so it's like uh, Bill and Ted, but the war version of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of a history assignment. It's military Bill and Ted. Yeah, essentially. Um, But we do have some movies to talk about. Bill and Ted Four: Industrial Military Industrial <laughs> Complex. complex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, they Keanu bring Reese back uh, they bring back Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a good pitch. I personally, I would watch that, but uh, we're not there yet. Uh, so between uh, Glenn and I, we've got five movies to discuss and as per usual there's one we both saw and then there's two that uh we each have two that the other hasn't seen which sort of feels like it's turning into the format for this show i feel like there's always one movie we've both seen but then we've each watched other movies that the other hasn't so uh do you want to start with um the like one of the one of the movies that you've seen uh recently uh yeah sure because this one's uh, more fresh because I watched it this morning. Okay. Uh, it was the new Angelina Jolie movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, basically, she's like a uh, a forest fire fighter fighter. Um, okay. Like a park who, ranger type person? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're hot shots is really what they're called. Yeah. Um, that's what they're called. Uh, but she kind of has like PTSD, so they're kind of like iffy on her being in the field, so she's like going to be a watcher for the fire season. Um, so she's just up in a fire watch tower, basically overlooking, uh, the forest versus like actually going out and doing jumps, um, herself. But this kid whose dad 
is like an accountant basically is like feel it i guess he's like gonna come clean on some stuff that he discovered so the bad guys are trying to kill them um and the hitmen that are trying to hunt them down are played by adian gillen and um nicholas holt so mm-hmm. um they just hunt him down basically and the kid ends up with angelina jolie and they kind of just try to get their way through the forest while a big fire is happening and two assassins are hunting them down while her ex-husband, the sheriff, played by John Barenthal, is trying to stall best he can to help them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the movie. <laughs> and um, overall, it's written. Yeah, it's written and directed by. Well, not he didn't direct all this other stuff, but it's written and directed by T- uh, Taylor Sheridan, who's the guy who wrote <sighs> both Sicario movies, mm-hmm. um, Yellowstone, which is for every boomer in the world loves that TV show. <laughs> Um, he also wrote um, Hell or High Water, uh, Wind mm. River. I mean, a lot of movies I love. Yeah. Um, this one is definitely the weakest. Um, it wasn't based on any of his original script. It's definitely something he probably a project that was found, like a script passing around, and then he kind of added his touches to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Angelina Jolie was pretty good in it. Uh, it's the reason why his movies are usually like pretty grim, pretty dark. Yeah. Um, and this was definitely more hokey, which seems to be what Yellowstone is like. It's more kind of that hokiness type to it. More mm-hmm. of like the classic kind of Western versus like his more gritty ones that he's done. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's fine. Um, it's like an hour and a half long, so it's definitely an in and out kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think it's a minute. I think it's an hour and 26 and then Mm -hmm. six minutes or whatever of credits. Um, So it's not like one movie we're going to talk about where it just doesn't end. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that, I mean, that was fine. Uh, I'd probably give like a two and a half, like you said, completely average. I I somewhat had bit expectations just because I love the guy who make, who wrote the movie. I remember you Um, telling me that you really liked Sicario. Yeah. Yeah, Sicario's great. Well, Wind River is like, man, that is a mm-hmm. brutal movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, a lot of his movies take place in Wyoming, so this is no different. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's it is what it is. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom and Dad would probably kind of like it, you know, whole family yeah. watching it kind of deal. Good mm-hmm. grandpa movie. Um, <laughs> Yes. For some reason, they feel the need to have Angelina Jolie take her shirt off to well uh, show herself in a bra. Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> um, imagine why the directors would want to do that, but yes. Well, I, I mean, I will give them credit. It's not completely gratuitous. Okay, it is that, like that's good. He's a teenage boy kind of thing, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, I need to change." Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'll turn around." She's like, "I don't give a shit, kid." Like, so <laughs> she's kind of like one of the guys kind of thing. It's just yeah, it's yeah. weird that it's Angelina Jolie. You know, there's yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of baggage that comes with that. You know, as to what I would say, media has done to her image. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly watchable. Okay, um, let me talk about a movie then real quick. Uh, I watched on the complete opposite end of all of that, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which was... Oh, by the way, was uh, was your film, was that an HBO Max film or was that in theaters? 
It is on HBO Max, okay. yeah. And in theaters, then it would be as well. But, yes. Um, okay, so Ryan the Last Dragon 2021, that was released in theaters, but also on Disney Plus uh, through their, whatever that's called, Disney Plus Extra Money. I think it's called pre- Premium. Premium, whatever, yeah. Um, this is directed by... Disney Plus, Disney Loves Money. I think that's what it's <laughs> actually called. Yes, uh, this is directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. Uh, this is, uh, you know, your Disney animated movie, essentially. Uh, your 2021 Disney animated movie. It's gorgeous. It looks insanely good. Uh, so this is never a problem for their animation department. This is not a Pixar movie. Uh, despite the fact that I think people sort of associate movies that look like this with Pixar, but it's not. This is just Disney animation. Uh, it stars Kelly Marie Tran as uh, the title Raya uh, and Aquafina as uh, Sisu, who is uh, the dragon in the movie. But there's a, a whole host of other great um, actors in this. Daniel Day Kim, Benedict Wong, Sandra Oh, um, who else is in this? Alan, Alan Tudyk is in this movie. Uh, he is voicing a fuzzy, furball, roly-poly character. So basically all of his dialogue is just squeaks and animal noises and stuff. You know, Alan Tudyk stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, the movie is about a, a land that was once together that was then uh, separated when all of the, the dragons disappeared. There's a, a dark force that uh, when it encompasses beings, it, it turns them into stone, essentially. This is what happened to all of the dragons. There's only one essence, like one piece of a dragon left. It's just like a glowy orb essence thingy. And all of the kingdoms, uh, like all of these places split into separate kingdoms and they're all essentially par- either paranoid or warring with each other. And Raya and her father live in the kingdom that have the remaining piece of the dragon. And his dream is to reunite everybody again to be like one people in one land, that sort of thing. Uh, so he invites all of these, uh, the heads of all of these other uh, cities to, to come and dine with them. But... Uh, one of them gets a little greedy and wants to take the the dragon piece for themselves and then fighting ensues and then the orb breaks and then the bad entity thingies escape and they turn everybody everywhere into stone except for Raya and you know the the few survivors and stuff and she's on a quest to get all of the pieces because they were stolen by people from these kingdoms so she's on a quest to get them, piece them back together and look for the last dragon. She eventually finds the last dragon and finds out that this dragon is the, the person who, like, sealed the bad entity things in the first place. And you kind of know the story from there. They go on a quest to uh, undo everything that was done. And it's a story about uh, trust uh, including learning to trust people that you don't trust, um, like teamwork and kindness, like really good core, like things that everybody should really try to remember to do in their lives. But we just look at them as sort of like lessons for little kids. But I'm pretty sure a lot of adults could probably do well to remember uh, the importance of kindness, empathy, and trust. 
So I would like it's definitely not reinventing the wheel, although some of the things that they do near the end are uh, a little different. Like I'm definitely I definitely give them credit for that. The performances are good. The music is great. Everything looks gorgeous. Uh, it's, you know, another one of those pretty darn good Disney animated movies. I gave it a four. I liked it quite a bit. It didn't uh, set the world on fire with uh, some new type of storytelling, but uh, this was way better than I thought going in. Uh, I think there's a little bit of that. Uh, they're putting it on Disney Plus, so maybe they don't have that much faith in it because uh, a lot of other things they've held out a lot longer on, uh, and they kind of were pretty swift to put this on Disney Plus. But this is pretty damn good. I would recommend I would recommend watching this if you're a Disney file for sure. Um, Glenn, are we going on the opposite end of the spectrum again with the other movie that you watched? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, so what was that one? I watched a uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw, the yep. Chris Rock produced uh, <laughs> a little Saw different. movie. Yep. Um. Basically, there's a new jigsaw copycat killer, mm -hmm. and this guy is targeting dirty cops. Now, interesting. This movie was written, filmed, made everything way before anything that happened last year, mm -hmm. and its original release date was two weeks before the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. So. This movie, <laughs> one of those, just would have been really timely. In I mean, it's incredibly. still timely. Yeah, but it still is. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it, it is about um, thin blue line mentality. So basically, Chris Rock is this detective, mm -hmm. um, and he years ago, probably, I guess it's been. I think it's like eight years. Is what they say, eight years ago, when he was kind of like a younger cop turned in his partner mm -hmm. um, for killing a witness. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as he should have, yep. of course. And everyone in the apartment doesn't trust him. They call him a rat. He broke the code. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, things that they talk about where it's hard to be, you know, the good cops don't like bad apples, but also it's hard for good cops to talk, you know, to tell the truth because of repercussions within the department, the brotherhood, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, so basically, and it's not, it's not nearly as bloody as the other ones. It's more on par with the first one, where there's definitely traps, but it's not just like fucking, uh, like all the other ones. It's like, all right, next room, kill. Like, it's not just like a move. It is much, it is more so of, Chris Rock trying to figure out who this cop killer is mm -hmm. um, because because the jigsaw killer uh, always sends him stuff um, is always sending him the evidence or things to help um, and it's because he's the one non-dirty cop right yeah. that's that's kind of the thing mm -hmm. so he's not going to be targeted um Samuel Jackson is in it. Samuel Jackson is the former chief of police and also Chris Rock's dad. Um, 
So while he was the chief of police, they kind of started this initiative where basically police could be as violent as possible to get results. So kind of mm-hmm. the stop and frisk thing that became so problematic under Rudy Giuliani, that is basically what what starts all this, right? So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to necessarily spoil it. I don't know if you're ever going to watch it, but Un- unlikely. But if if there are people if there are people listening who will, then yes, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoil. You know, skip thirty seconds, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Rock kind of has a new partner. I mean, you can kind of see it a mile away. Find out that the new partner was is the new Jigsaw killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why he is doing it is because he was the little boy whose father was killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. And when Chris Rock went to check to see what happened, he didn't tell his partner that there was a little boy who witnessed him murdering him. So, so basically he kept him safe um, by him just saying he was the one that witnessed it kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so ever since then, this jigsaw has been a fan of him and he wants to clean up all the dirty cops. Um, so basically it's like Chris rock is going to help him get the, he, so the whole ending is him proposing to Chris rock. Like I, you're the one who finds all the dirt and I'm the one who helps clean up the streets with all these dirty cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of the traps that he does are in vain of taking advantage of police's, um, let's just say tendencies yeah tendency to go a little more gung-ho than they probably should (laughs) yeah um so one of the final traps of uh samuel jackson is he's kind of like tied up to this stuff and the guy keeps telling him like all you got to do is blah 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 you can either come with me or your dad's safe or uh shoot the target or pull down your dad yeah um so he decided to shoot the target um to save his dad and he's down, but he's still, like, kind of attached to these wires still. He's kind of, like, in this, like, five-point harness thing. Yeah. Um, and there is a string going to the door, and the thing is, is once the SWAT team comes in, Samuel Jackson, his arms are going to come up and look like that he has guns pointed at them. So without mm-hmm. them ever assessing the situation, it's just, you know, boom, guns go ablaze, and they just rip Samuel Jackson to shreds. Yeah. Um, and Chris Rock's just screaming like no and then the jigsaw killer goes down an elevator that's the end (laughs) Um, I liked it a lot personally Um, mostly because I I think some people are forgetting that it's supposed to have come out before all these events versus the other way around Yeah. Um, so the fact of what this movie was about before this stuff happened is pretty substantial to me um and I don't think it's necessarily in a hokey SJW preachy woke whatever yeah. you want to add on if you're from the right kind of thing pejorative to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed it a lot. It is bloody, but it's not just like pure torture porn. Again, it's but more in vain of the first one. I would maybe the first two or the first two. It seems more like a mystery that the detective is trying to solve. Yeah. Um, but but the gore is kind of toned down to more about the traps like it is in the first one. It's not just like trap, 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 trap. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, like I said, I enjoyed it. So I would probably give it like a three and a half, three and three mm. quarters, maybe. Excellent. 
Um, I think it has like a 39% of Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't care. I, that's an I enjoyed un- it. An underestimation in your view of the movie. Yeah. Um, and Chris Rock's great in it. I think they did mm-hmm. a good job of blending his kind of stand-up humor talents with like what the actual character was. Yeah. The only one who seems out of place is Samuel Jackson, but you know, fuck it. It's Samuel Jackson and uh, hearing him say, you want to play a game, motherfucker? Let's play a game to a serial killer based off a of jigsaw. That's, I'm all game for it. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I really ever want to see Sam Jackson do anyway in movies. I want to yeah. see him be Nick Fury. And if he can't be Nick Fury, I want to see him say motherfucker at people. And that's about it. And then I'm yeah. happy. He knows. Um, okay. So uh, I, I watched Nobody 2021 movie starring Bob Odenkirk. Uh, directed by, I believe it's Ilya Nyshuler. Nyshuler. Uh This would be like I wouldn't, I wouldn't dissuade anybody if like they watch the trailer for this and they're like, oh, it's John Wick, but with Bob Odenkirk, and instead of over a dog, it's over a, a kitty cat bracelet, which should have been the dead giveaway from the beginning of this. But, um, and it's not like it's unlike John Wick. There's a lot of John Wick similarities in this. Well, I mean, it's the guys who made John and Wick. Wick so. Yes. Uh, there's, so there's a lot of similarities to it, but I would say this movie is at least 25% less earnest than uh, John Wick. Is like that movie is like very, very serious. And this movie has an. Um, an air of and and as we like get into the third act and like the 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 last fight and everything there's definitely an air of like we know this is fun and we're having fun with it like it's impossible not to not tell uh because uh, i mean i'm not gonna go full spoiler into this glenn i know you want to see this at some point um, you're a big fan of Bob Odenkirk like myself. He's so good in this movie. Like, you know, spoilers. Bob Odenkirk is good at acting. Uh, he's so good in this movie. So he plays Hutch Mansell. And he's essentially very much like John Wick. He used to be a somebody, but got tired of the life of the somebody he was and desperately wanted to be a nobody, but he gets dragged back in, essentially. Um, The movie, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler. The movie is not really about the kitty cat bracelet. That is actually sort of taken off of the table relatively early in the movie. And it does have a funny payoff later in the movie as well. But um, basically the whole rest of the movie sort of takes off after um, he fails to get the kitty cat bracelet back and then happens upon uh, on, on his bus ride home happens upon a bunch of drunk idiots who are harassing a girl and he decides that he is going to stop being a nobody anymore and decides to kick their ass because he's like this girl's going to get home safe tonight uh, and these guys are all going to the hospital and one of the people he severely injures is the son of a rich Russian person. This is very similar to hmm. John Wick. And then uh, he ends up dying. And the I believe it's not the son. I believe it's the younger brother of a rich Russian person. And he gets really mad. And he sends everybody he has after uh, Bob Odenkirk. 
and he essentially has to fight them off. But he is not alone. Um, he is joined by his uh, his fellow former um, auditor. I believe he says he was an auditor. He's like the last person uh, that you'd ever want to see. He, he used to work for the three-letter organizations, uh, as he says in the movie. And you're like the last person you'd want to see. Or he's the last person you'd want to see if you were somebody in trouble. Basically, the person who wipes you off of the map. Um, and he's joined by uh, a fellow compatriot who's sort of with him from David a distance. Cross. Oh, no, <laughs> Riza. Oh, this isn't like a Mister Show reunion. <laughs> no, it's actually Riza. Um, and oh, hell yeah, that's he, awesome. Right, and he's joined, <laughs> and he's joined by his dad, played by Christopher Lloyd. Um. Really? That's cool. Yes. And the end of this movie, Glenn, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say you've got Bob Odenkirk. No, (laughs) that would have been awesome. But let's just say that there is a scene at the end where Bob Odenkirk, Riza, and Christopher Lloyd are all mowing down Russians with guns. So uh, if you ever want to see Christopher Lloyd walk around with a bunch of shotguns blowing away Ruskies, uh, this is the movie for you. Um, like it's, it's bonkers. Cold by the war end. is back, baby. <laughs> oh, um. um, it's, it's really good. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's more, it's not a comedy by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a more aware of its silliness. John wick essentially. Um, it's over the top, but it's kind of aware of its over the topness, if that makes sense. It's super enjoyable. It it breezed by. Um, I, I'm not really sure what else to add. Like people should go watch this. It's really, really good. You will not regret it. I gave it a four. So uh, we are on to our main event of the evening, Glenn, and I'm curious to see. Because it sounds like you're not very high on this. I have a feeling I may have liked this more than you, although I think we can both agree uh, that the next movie we're going to talk about went way too long. Uh, And that is Army of the Dead on Netflix, uh, directed by Zack Snyder, who we've also been talking about this year because of uh, his, his Justice League super duper director's cut uh version um so is is this ba- i feel like this is based off of like was there a previous army of the dead movie or something i feel like this is based or like a remake no or i mean it's like an amalgamation of various others. so many different things you know day of the dead yeah. dawn of the dead i mean it's mm-hmm. all you know uh so basically this uh, movie- aliens <laughs> yeah yeah um Yes, uh, this movie stars Dave Bautista, and then there's a bunch of other essentially character actors for the most part. Theo Rossi is in this; he's great. Uh, Tignataro is in this. I I love Tignataro, um, but yeah, there's just a again just a a large group of of smaller actors and stuff playing some of these minor roles. So the the story is that uh, mm-hmm. there is a, a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, some sort of military experiment gone awry and Vegas is walled up. All With the z- security team called the four horsemen. Yes. Yes. Um, and they all get turned into zombies. And so uh, there's like a, 
they sort of do like a, I would say almost like a Watchmen-esque opening uh, sequence set to music where you sort of see um, a few of the main characters and stuff and what they were going through in Las Vegas and how they got out and yada, yada, yada. Um, But the movie picks up uh, sometime after when all of the zombies have been walled up inside of Vegas. So Vegas is just gone completely. But the rest of the world is sort of going about its its regular life. And uh, Dave Bautista is now uh, flipping burgers at a burger joint in somewhere in Nevada, I would I would wager. Uh, when he is approached by uh, a rich businessman who has uh, a proposition for him to, to put together a team to go back into Vegas to break into a uh, to get into a hotel and get into uh, his vault, which has uh, lots of money in it, I believe is uh, the exact amount. I don't remember exactly how much. Two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars, and he said that his 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 fee would be fifty million, or he'd give him fifty million to disperse, however uh, he wanted. So he he forms this team. They go in. Uh, it seems like some of the zombies are smarter than normal zombies are. They've got almost like a bit of a zombie society sort of going on a little bit. Um, there's like a zombie king and queen, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot of gore, a lot of violence, a lot of spectacle. Uh, things go awry. Most everybody dies. And uh, then they... In, Spoilers, by the way. I'm not going to tell you everybody who dies, but pretty much most everybody dies. And then, of course, when you think things are uh, nice and done, there's a, a nice little tie-on at the end to suggest a sequel. Um, this is this is like really fresh. I think this has only been out for a few days. I think. Well, it's um, it was on Netflix. It came out on Netflix this past weekend, but it has been in theaters. The, a week prior okay. so I had a week long run in theaters okay so it's because been... the night I went and saw Spiral yeah there was just you name it every aggro dude in there was trying to see Army, Army of the Dead yeah oh and I guess the, the race against the clock aspect as well which is that the government for the 4th of July is going to nuke Vegas uh, to get rid yeah, of so all with of the direct movies. quotes from an obvious uh, president that they're talking about. <laughs> I can't even imagine that they're. I can't even imagine that they're alluding to Trump because Trump wouldn't talk like that. I thought the president was Zack Snyder. Um, like <laughs> the explosion would be, and I quote, "Cool." Uh, I'm like, "Oh, is Zack Snyder the president of the United States?" Um, that's what it sort of felt like to me. But perhaps, perhaps they were getting at somebody else, Glenn. Um, but, oh, with the camps outside of a a refugee camp mm-hmm. outside of a wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way they would have. Just... <laughs> nope. Although I got to tell you, Glenn, there was a little bit of weirdness with Theo Rossi sort of being like a creepy asshole who was temperature checking everybody like it was like they were in a internment camp or something. And you must get your temperature checked. That almost felt like some sort of like uh, some sort of like right wing talking point nod to like the slippery slope of like you know you're gonna make us wear masks. What's next? Uh, are we gonna have to wear have serial numbers tattooed onto us? 
like again that sort of shit. this was made before covid right? so, <laughs> um i mean I'll, i know that they had to do some reshoots and then yeah. again tignataro was superimposed throughout the whole movie i mean man Zack snyder just can't catch a break with having an actor like actually give a performance <laughs> without some kind of cgi cover up on faces or whole bodies right um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I really can't talk about this movie without spoilers, just because I, I yeah, this this will this will involve this movie spoilers. Sucked. This will involve so. spoilers. Wow, I can't believe you did. I had fun with this movie. I, th- I mean, I thought no, it was like I thought it was like a half hour. Was, I thought it was at least a half hour too long, at least. But um, I don't know. I uh, this is the kind of Zack Snyder I like, Glenn. I like when Zack Snyder makes big dumb movies that know that they're yeah, big and dumb. Yeah, this movie was it was dumb, but it yeah it it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna have a movie take place in Vegas, mm. I feel like you would have more fun with the Vegas niche of it. Yeah. Um, and I felt like there really wasn't enough. I mean, besides the opening montage of Vegas getting blown to smithereens, yeah, and that was quite zombies fun. taking over, like. I think that would have been a way more interesting movie. Like, I think there's a lot of neat ideas, but it's like they yeah. do the most least interesting way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the, I mean, look, I will say I did not mind the actors. I felt like they were given nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't think Zack Snyder should ever write a script again. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think he should ever be his own DP again, because no. I thought this movie looked awful yeah um, it wasn't the best shot. You, as i showed on my facebook page when i said how to shoot a landscape shot in the desert and had a side by side of there will be blood and army of the dead and one looks much much better <laughs> yes. uh, um and it's not like i mean yeah it was made for i think it's like 100 million dollars what this movie is made for so it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was dirt dirt cheap kind of thing i mean i definitely yeah. put some money into it mm-hmm but I just thought the movie looked cheap. I mean, that was like, for me, I was so bored that all I did was pay attention to just the makings of, and just like, oh, this looks mm-hmm. awful. And before, if anyone is ever like, wow, this sounds exactly like uh, what the guys at Red Letter Media said, my friend Adam and I literally had a conversation about this and then watched a Red Letter Media. I'm like, wow, this is ex- all of my complaints, um, <laughs> including the dead pixel. Cause I- I did think there was something wrong with my TV a couple of times. I thought uh, there were definitely things that didn't look good, but I sort of chalked that up to it just being a Netflix movie, but I didn't know if this was specifically made for Netflix on a Netflix-approved budget, or if this was one of those things that Netflix acquired at some point. Um, no, it was supposed to be a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's got about the look that I sort of expected, I suppose. Um, I mean, again, movie. it's not like it was made dirt cheap. I mean, it was no, it was a hundred million bucks. It's not like you got a uh, super well-known cast that's super expensive. I mean, I don't even think Batista would be that particularly expensive. No, um, as the lead. So it's just I felt like you would have had way more money into the mm-hmm. uh, into the effects. And again, I will say, I think Zack Snyder typically does a really good job with effects. Yeah, um, I thought there was a lot even of Even like Watchmen, which was $85 million budget. Yep. Looks pretty good. Most mm-hmm. of his movies look decent. I just, yeah. I thought this looked awful. Well, maybe maybe it's because he did something here, Glenn, that he never does, and it maybe it's going to take him some time to get used to this, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was 
how bright this movie was. There's so much of this movie that took place in daytime and uh, other things I noticed were colors. There were some colors in this movie, not like a ton. And clearly because Vegas was like destroyed, so you don't get all of the neon goodness of Vegas, but there was so much more color in this than in your typical Zack Snyder movie. I Maybe, Glenn, the bar is so low for Zack Snyder. I was just like, hey, this is big and dumb. And it seems to realize how big and dumb uh, the movie is. And it's kind of colorful and bright, which is sort of the opposite of most Zack Snyder movies. I don't even recall seeing a whole bunch of slow-mo in this movie. I'm sure there was some. I'm sure he couldn't help himself, but... It, it felt like there was way less in this movie than nor it, it felt like kind of a different Zack Snyder movie, which I don't know. I guess I kind of found refreshing after so many of his projects that feel all the same, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I had fun with this. I, I wasn't blown away. Uh, I didn't think this was like a, a great movie or anything, but I certainly had fun like when it was done i'm like oh this was fun when they tease the sequel at the end i'm like i don't know if i'm here for a sequel but this one was fun um actually i i know i'm definitely not here for a sequel like I, there's not enough there was not enough in this one movie for me to be like yeah i'm here for more and besides they got rid of most of the characters that would have been fun in that sequel so yeah, I don't think that is the right call, but that's pretty much how making movies works. If one is successful, then they're going to make more. Um, but yeah, I ultimately I had I had fun with this. What were the things that like uh, were there things other than the production aspects of it that you took? Uh, I mean, all the I mean I mean, it is just a bad aliens, right? I mean, it's Oh yeah, I mean, it's not almost, like yeah beat for beat and that was the thing is like all the characters make the dumbest of decisions oh yeah um like obviously the guys can stab him in the back and they all talk about how he's gonna stab him in the back so mm -hmm. and then they why don't right when you go over there just shoot the guy in the head like mm -hmm. I, they're all mercenaries they don't care about him like i don't know why and they were all in agreement to like they don't trust him like i don't know why they just shoot him to begin with that would have been my favorite thing as soon as they should like I bet they were going to use him as bait until Rapey McRape face showed up but yeah. um, I don't know I felt like they could have given them two as you know as they kind of kept going you know dropping homages to them mm -hmm. um, yeah I just uh, also like when big zombie king man goes to find his decapitated queen yeah he just went out there by himself when he obviously heard her death call. Like, well, I don't know why he didn't bring his army with him. He had to mm -hmm. go back to bring his army like that. The movie was is dumb. called Army of the Dead. <laughs> um, I don't like. I, I, I just this movie. It was just. It was so long, and it was long. It's kind of like the Meg it had so much of a setup that I just I didn't give a shit. Like when they show the montage uh, at the beginning of him explaining like how they're gonna crack the safe, man, I fucking wanted that. That's what I thought this movie was gonna be. Just yeah, dumb, shoot him, kill him, using hacksaws, just video game zombie killing stuff. Like that's yeah. I would have. That's what I want. There, I wanted there was it to a be, lot of that, but they interspersed no, it with other I, things. I wanted it to be that kind of stupid versus mm -hmm. like everyone can make a headshot. Um, yeah. <laughs> like that was the thing. It was just every <laughs> time it's just they can kill these super fast 
awesome zombies headshot 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 like there's just mm-hmm. no there's just no struggle with it um yep even though some of these are just like YouTube stars that kill zombies. Uh, I just, (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I just, I mean, I enjoyed the whole, I I just, it's so, I mean, it was just so long. Um, Yes, it was. It was two, it's two and a half hours long, which is as soon as I saw that, I didn't have to watch the movie to know this is going to be too long. Like it took Robbie and I two nights to watch this. Okay. So (laughs) we watched like an hour and 15 minutes of it. Cause it was getting late for her and she wanted to go to bed. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then we finished it the next night. And it was just mm-hmm. like, I was on my phone almost the entire, cause I'm like, this is, I do not care what's happening. Oof, that's rough. Um, like well, his daughter joining him. Like, I mean, come on, really? We're going to do mm-hmm. this whole, like, it's just oh, yeah. stupid. I, I don't know. I still had, I still had more fun than I had. I mean, it's not like I didn't have some of these criticisms. I did, but I guess the, the fun stuff, balanced it out for me i don't know the only fun thing was the using the zombie to set up the booby traps like everything else was just paint by numbers uh i guess i mean i don't know like i said i guess i have such a low i was really looking at this not as just a movie i was looking at this as a Zack snyder movie and i dislike most of his work and this just felt different from most of what he's done uh i don't know i just like I personally cracked up when they started playing zombie by the cranberries in this movie. Oh, that guy, regardless of the safe making it through, uh, he would have died as soon as he walked out of that nuclear ash. I mean, that's yes, that should have been his first clue that man, this, I think I got bit by something. Cause I should definitely be dead. Definitely as be soon dead. As I open up the vault door. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know, uh, the, we get the whole everyone's in a helicopter and the helicopter crashes violently and somehow people survive like it looks like oh and then the whole point of going in there was for her to save her friend Gita she didn't give two fucks after the uh, helicopter crash she didn't give shit what happened to Gita after that she was all about her dad they don't do anything as far as like oh man is Gita alive (laughs) nope don't give a shit (laughs) I mean you know movies uh, Glenn, you're tr- I know you're trying to make me regret my score here, but I'm, I'm not gonna. I still had I still had fun. Uh, any, any final thoughts for Army of the Dead? And no, what, what did you get? One of the most frustrating things I've ever watched. Oh man! So what, what would you give it? I'm curious to know the disparity here. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> like. One or lower? I mean, Ooh, holy fuck, shit! I lower hated than this one? movie. I just hated wow. It. Well, thank you. That I mean, that definitely created the disparity I was hoping for. I gave it a three because I had fun. Um, that's way, that's way off. I like how you said one or lower, like a ha- half a pair of geeky glasses, one broken pair of geeky glasses for Army of the Dead. Well, you know, he did use broken lenses, so that's about what you would have been looking through <laughs> for this movie. Um, you know, I will regret this three though. If Netflix hears this and they're like, "Oh, people love it, let's make a second one." I don't. I mean, look, it's got a good score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's not. Does it? um, I didn't even know the RT score. Yeah, I think it's like a seventy-eight or eighty. Wow, I would not have expected that. I mean, I had fun, but I didn't have that kind of fun. I didn't have eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes fun. I had fun, but not that kind. I had like. You know, afternoon having some popcorn, 
like never go back to this movie again after this moment kind of fun um i thought i was getting left for dead okay that's that's what it was (laughs) and i didn't get that no instead (laughs) you were literally left for dead uh yeah that's this movie essentially um okay everybody uh well that's the podcast uh in the meantime you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show uh, we're on Patreon as well. If you'd like to help support Cinema Geekly, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly, hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more movie news and reviews on the next episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast. 